Welcome to the Renegade Dynasty Podcast with your hosts, John Maffey, Marty Linder, and Matt Black. You can find us on Twitter at FFRenegades and visit our website at FantasyFootballRenegades.com. Welcome to another Renegade Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Marty Linder, along with John Maffey and Matt Black, and we are very excited today because we are beginning the playoffs in our Fantasy Dynasty League. We are also joined by our commissioner, Curtis Noble, to talk about the formation of the league, going forward into the playoffs, and everything that's going on. So let's get it started off with an overall discussion of where we're at going into the playoffs, uh, which teams made it, and um, what we think is going to happen in the playoffs. If we're excited, if we're surprised, what we think is going on. So it looks like we have our looks like we have eight teams in the playoffs. In our Dynasty League, we have 14 team members. We have 14 teams. Uh, eight of them make the playoffs, and it is a you know one to eight seating, and you play one plays eight, it's reciprocal. And right now we have in the playoffs, starting with our season winner, Angry Rooster. He went in first. He is going to be in a matchup against the Chupacabras, who is a surprising interest in the playoffs. So what do we all think about that matchup, guys? Uh, first off, I think that it's really interesting that Chupacabras and uh, myself, Chalupa Batman, mm-hmm. uh, sh- shout out to the league, at one point were dead last in the standings. And we went on win streaks and we made it into the playoffs. So I don't know if that's historic, Curtis. We may have to look that up. But um, i say that this year has been really interesting because at the beginning of the year, everybody at the top of the standings were really teams that had not been doing that well previously. And the teams at the bottom of the standings were teams that had won or had been doing well. And then kind of in the middle of the season, things started switching around a little bit. And not for everyone, Marty. But um, for me, for example, I started winning. Chupacabras started winning. So I think it was really an interesting league this year. And, and we'll talk a little bit about the details of how close some of these standings were. Uh, but I think from my point of view, it, it's really interesting how the, it played out this year. In past seasons, I think this is just really the most competitive and compelling uh, rivalry week that we had. Curtis, you spoke about that. Um, so for me, that's kind of the story of the year. Yeah, I think this was a very interesting year for us. Uh, we began to see, I think, last year uh, the competitiveness of the team start to pack together. And I think that was just a function of, of uh, folks needing a few years after initial drafts to finally cement teams and, uh, and the right kind of performance between uh, the rules of this league and, and really feeling their roots with it. And uh, it began last year, but this year it was really the beginning of the change of the guard, if you want to think of it that way. And and there's a complete flip. It's almost like turning the standings upside down. You look at the teams at the top, Rooster, Desperado, Star Riders are near there, uh, Horsemen, who used to be Land Sharks. Those guys were all on the opposite end of the spectrum previously. And then you look at the other end, and you've got Havelinas and Cobras. Uh, Jayhawks were always fighting around a little bit. Um, and those guys are now at the bottom. So Fighting uh, wildebeests. I mean, that, so, that team 
That's I think right. Scored the most points almost last year. Had a huge, you know, they they're a very dominant team. One, it former blimps that won the league two two years ago, and they're now there in fifth place, fifth from the bottom. Yeah. So I think we've we're really achieving a high degree of competitiveness, and and that makes it very exciting uh, throughout the whole year, and uh, definitely in the playoffs. And it makes it um, a lot like the NFL. You know, this league was started with the idea of making it feel like you were a GM of an NFL team. And in the NFL, there's supposed to be parity. We know that Mm -hmm. there's complete parity, but it's supposed to be parity. The draft system is supposed to add parity, et cetera. And I think that the way our league is set up, it really does add that parity. And it gives it that sense of anybody could win it this year. Uh, and I hope that, you know, we all think we can win it every year, just like, you know, Marty thinks he can win it every year. I'm optimistic. <laughs> hey, look, I, I think a lot of this has to do is if you're bad and you draft high long enough, you will improve. I, I think there's no way around that. And that's, I think that shows that how important drafting is. And it just shows that we're doing, setting the league up right and everything scores correctly and everything works correctly, that teams at the bottom can churn back up to the top because they draft high. I think well, that just makes teams a lot better. Uh, certainly that's true, but I would also say that uh, there's a couple of other key points that fit into that, and it has to do with two two key elements that are involved with the, the league setup, really. One is the roster size, and we get constant uh, or perennial uh, <laughs> uh, whining about the rosters needing to be bigger and bigger, etc., um, but that's a big slippery slope, and one of the things that we get here uh, 24 was a concession over 23, but it works. Uh, we have to be sure there's enough talent left on the board out there so that during the season that uh, you can make effective waiver wire pickups and really prevent your team, or at least attempt to prevent your team, from taking a tumble during either bye weeks or, in the case of certain teams, and there are several this year, uh, injuries. Uh, that's part of the reason, for instance, like uh, – uh, I think, John, your team is coming back now as you're beginning to get performances going again by folks. Uh, and uh, and so the waivers during the during the season are also in reverse order of standings and they can they can make, uh, I think, quite a difference sometimes. Yeah. And I was very unlucky in my waiver positions this year. You know, there's that first week where you get a shot at whoever came through preseason, you know, and then. After that, for example, Marty got uh, Gardner Minshew because he was last and Gardner Minshew came out of nowhere. Then somebody got Kyle Allen. Uh, In both those cases, I Mm -hmm. was too far up the waiver wire to get those guys. I put one in for each one of them because I have, you know, terrible quarterback issues, really. But I, I never was able to really pick up anybody off the waiver wire, even though I was had the first uh, waiver wire pick at least twice. Yeah, but no one was available those weeks, I guess. There no just one. wasn't anybody that was yep. Interesting. Be beneficial. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And yet look at this. Here you are in the playoffs. Yep. I mean, look at a five game win streak. How often does that happen to somebody that was in last place? That's right. That's exactly right. We had an interesting year where there was a lot, there was a huge disparity between the top, two or three teams and everyone else. And then as the season played out, a lot of guys went on, you know, like John, a five game win streak. And it really brought, I 
I really thought that there were going to be five and eight teams in the playoffs, but we ended up with the bottom two teams being six and seven and a six and seven team losing out on the tiebreaker to get in the playoffs. I was really, you know, the number of teams that brought their record back up. Yeah, that was very close, though, uh, Marty, in some respects. I mean, with Potato and Rooster both going 8-0 and and then both going 8-1, uh, you know, that's when it started to turn after that week, after week nine, the final yeah. four weeks there, 10 through 13, when suddenly those guys weren't invincible anymore, and then the other wins were starting to take effect. Certainly, uh, I was with you. I felt like five and eight teams really... Uh, had a high probability that at least one was going to end up in the uh, in the playoffs up until about the last week before that started, and we realized no, there it was enough dropbacks. I, I kind of thought maybe some of those guys that were seven and six might have actually done a little bit better the week before. Or so, but uh, uh, it's still the middle from from that seven and six and six and seven was packed pretty tight. Yeah, it looks like almost every other year, normal year, six and sevens at the bottom end of the playoffs, and it packs back in and gets tight. And this was a, a more exciting um, final week than we've seen in recent memory, but it, it was very good. I mean, just the tightness and people getting into the playoffs. And we definitely saw the the win and you're in, a couple of teams there, and those that had that opportunity and, and lost, they, they, uh, they were uh, on their way out. Who did experience one of their, I think Horseman won and they were in, Batman won and they were in. Yeah, I think Tornadoes only... lost and knocked them out. Chalupa, Chupa, Chupacabras won and got in. I don't think it was winning in, though, but it, it ended up because of the tiebreakers for him. No, I think the six and sevens needed help to guarantee they'd be in yeah. because that could have been anybody depending upon uh, if someone else had dropped down, then the head-to-heads would have changed. Uh, instead of being points, perhaps, it might have been direct head-to-head. Or it could have been anything. Now, Matt, uh, you haven't uh, said anything yet, but tell us how it felt beating your brother so badly this last week. Honestly, kind of unhappy about it. Why? Um, obviously, you know, I like beating my brother and getting the bragging rights associated with it. But had I lost to him, uh, I would have had what I would describe as a much more favorable matchup for uh, the first round of playoffs. Against... I'm playing against the team with the uh, third highest points scored. And had I lost, I would be playing against the team with like the sixth or seventh highest points scored. John, that's a shot, buddy. Yeah, you're you're talking about me there, Matt. Uh, no, I'm talking about Horseman actually, because I would drop all the way down to the four seed, losing oh, the tiebreaker uh, against my brother. Ah, uh, yeah. Though I would also rather face you than Fireballs. Well, Fireballs has been kind of fading recently, so I I, I would take you in that matchup. I think as we sit here, just a quick overview: of the playoffs is probably what we ought to ought to cover, <laughs> but. Uh, I absolutely believe when I look at this set of matchups in the first round that uh, that and the way some of the teams at the bottom of this of this uh, seeding have come back, uh, I think that it's anybody's championship to win this year. I do. It, it's I mean, it's always is. But, you know, this year, more than ever, I think it's anybody's win. Oftentimes, there's pretty clear one or two guys that even something went wrong. Someone's still going to win out of those two. Uh, In this case, though, if you still had to pick a favorite out of the entire group, it's got to be Desperados in my mind. Yeah, I I agree. Desperados, Matt. uh, I I hate you, but yeah, you're going to (laughs) win. I I think he's only a a slight favorite, though. I mean, I only have him as a slight favorite because of his the, the, the Texans. If the Texans have a down week, his team really suffers. That is true. 
And I'm and I'm concerned about their, how much they're going to use Christian McCaffrey going forward. Now that looks like you know the Panthers' season is over. If they're going to give him a lot of touches, or if they're going to roll it back towards the end of the season. Yeah, I, I agree. I honestly am building a a growing dread that I'm going to be one and done in the playoffs because uh-huh. McCaffrey uh-huh. has the weird thing going. Houston has a bad matchup, and I got too many Texans. Stuff like that. Okay, Matt, from someone who's been one and done in the playoffs, would you rather just score 30 points and get blown out 60 to 30, or would you rather score 63 and lose 66 to 63? Uh, I'd definitely rather get blown out. Losing close (laughs) games sucks. Especially when you perform, and then the person you're playing seems to perform past their normal level of, Mm -hmm. of, yeah, like, oh, I expect my... My opponent to score 50 points and they score 65 or 70 and you're like, oh well, my gosh. Well, be careful there, Marty. You may have just uh, you may have just jinxed him in regards to the fireballs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just I want to have that discussion because, as we know, the term chupacabra has entered the lexicon of our league, and that I believe I started that because in my first season I had a really strong team. I think I finished second overall or third, and in I've been scoring on average over 50 points a week and Chupacabra scored on average somewhere in the high thirties and low forties. And the first round of playoffs, I scored something like 63 and he scored 65. And I said, just out of the, you know, blue, he put up a big number and I said, I got Chupacabra and he has done that to other teams since then. And I was just curious how anybody felt. I I felt like that was more painful. If I had just underperformed, it would have sucked, but I could have accepted that more. I, I never want to play him. I, I would just like to take him off the schedule. Oh, I know it. <laughs> Curtis, if you could do that for me, I'd appreciate it. I tell just, you, that, that, that is the truth. It really is. I've been chupacabred, so I know. <laughs> it's Yeah, you got chupacabred last year where you're like, oh, I got this, and then he beat you. And you're like, what the heck happened? Yeah, and a, a quick aside here while we're talking about accolades and stuff. I'm sure this is the first time that one person, Matt Desperados, hey. has taken three out of the four league-long awards. Absolutely. Uh, that is I, absolutely a record. We've had two in the past, uh, but we've never had three. And I was yeah. joking with Matt on a previous pod, I believe, uh, that he was going to pick up that fourth one, too. But uh, <laughs> he was like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not going to have the... The lowest uh, winning margin. I, I, winning not, did he, lowest did winning you, score. Did you come close one week, Mark? Uh, no, it's twenty-one. Like close one week. No, Matt, Matt's, Matt's always outscored that. Yeah, yeah. But, but my lowest score is like thirty-five, something like that. But he did uh, beat me by a narrow margin, which gave him the narrowest margin of victory, which edged me out for narrowest margin of victory. So that was a little bit painful. <laughs> well, my, my, I've got a. I've, okay tidbit again here i have a i have a spreadsheet and every week and every team is in there and it uh it it sort of does a little auto filling and calculating and finding a low win and all that kind of stuff as it goes along each week so i've got and i have that for every season so i've got all kinds of interesting comparative spreadsheets of things that are used to actually operate the league on a weekly basis uh kind of independent of the site um yeah it makes for really interesting history. I probably ought to package all that up in a PDF someday and send it out. I would love to see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. John, John, you you need to see some of the cool league formation stuff because you will love the the math and stat work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so um, we did say who we thought the favorite was. Do we we dare take picks on the matchups? 
let's just start firing off with we'll discuss one versus eight and rooster angry rooster versus chupacabras i i, I say we pick them i i think this will be a I, fun, i'm fine let's pick them let's do it let's, let's see, pick let's see, who, right, let's so see who gets I, the best record of the four of us i was just say you need to keep track of this then yeah yeah <laughs> who's got a pen and paper <laughs> all right so marty go ahead and go through the matchups Okay, well, we'll start with one versus eight. We've got Angry Rooster, which is an, yeah. the first seed, versus the eight seed in Chupacabras. Uh, Rooster has a 10-3 and three record. Chupacabras has a 6-7 and seven record. For the season, Rooster scored 600 points. Chupacabras scored 505. That's our number one matchup, the first one. Number two seed is Desperados. They will play the seventh seed in the Fireballs. That's a father-son matchup for anyone wanting to... Know that exciting home life. Uh, Desperados has scored 800 points this season. Fireballs has scored 665 points this season. All right. In our number three position, we have Couch Potatoes. He will be playing our Chalupa Batman. That would be our John Maffey. And Couch Potatoes scored 642 points this season. Chalupa Batman, 533 points this season. And then we finally figure it, finish it out with Star Riders versus Horsemen. That's the 4-5 matchup. Star Riders has scored 682 points this season. Horsemen, 533. So let's start with Rooster, Chupacabras. Who you got? John? I'm, I'm going Rooster. You're picking Rooster. Okay. That's, yeah. your, that's your brother-in-law. I understand that. That's, yeah. You've got to pick your family. Matt, yeah. who you got? Yeah, I'm, go, I'm going Angry Rooster. Okay, but it's it's closer than I might have thought between one and eight seed. All right, and Kamish, who do you think will win in that matchup? Uh, that's a tough one. I would have liked to review the rosters a little first, but uh, I mean, history says the rooster seems to prevail. I don't think he's going to do a fantastic score. Chupacabras have opportunities with guys like True Breeze, but uh, Rooster must. Just hold on and do it again. Uh, okay, I guess I'm my turn to pick. I'm taking Chupacabras. Good for you. Well, they're on we a four-game winning streak. Rooster's on a two-game losing streak. Um, we should always have a, a contrarian in the group. <laughs> always be me. <laughs> but we'll see how these others come out. I I agree with Kurt's earlier uh, opinion that it, it's anybody's playoff, and it's really going to just be up to luck. Yeah. Um, and and when we pick these here, it's really just we think they have a slight advantage that does not guarantee victory whatsoever. Oh, I, I don't. I, us picking this is not to slight anyone's team. I think this is just going okay. with what's going on right now in rosters because teams, your players on your teams, the teams in the NFL are in flux. They go up, they go down, they get hot, they get cold, and and your players are responding accordingly. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. So all right. Got three roosters and one chupacabras. What's next? All right. Number two matchup, Desperados Fireballs. We'll start with John again. What do you got? Uh, Desperados. Uh, I take them off the schedule too, Kurt. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, Matt, um, you being the Desperados, who who do you think was going to win this exciting matchup? Uh, I'm going to pick Fireballs, so that Ooh. way I'm guaranteed to have a positive outcome from the game. <laughs> that way you're not jinxing yourself. <laughs> uh, that's that's very shrewd. Yes. No matter what, he'll be. Well, see, I got that right. I knew I was going to lose. Or, yep, I, I have a great team. <laughs> Curtis, I'm, I'm, I'm hedging. So, 
so that's another tough one. I mean, if we look at key players again, I mean, all it takes is Mahomes to really go off, and uh, and next thing you know, uh, uh, with McCaffrey potentially not going off, you've got a fireballs win. But uh, I think sitting here, you got to go Desperados. Well, I'm I'm gonna join Desperados and picking fireballs here. Sorry, Matt. That's fine. Uh, split split decision. Well, I'm a little concerned about the Houston matchup against Denver. Um, it, it Denver's got a tough defense, and Houston may probably win the game, but they may lose. You know, they they may not put up a lot of points, and so that may affect Matt's total outcome. That's that would be my concern, and then also the Christian McCaffrey you know, usage thing runs into, I don't know what's going to happen with that. So that, that would be why I would, I, 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 Matt, I, I do also believe though, if you win this week, you should win the league after this because your matchups after this would be extremely, fa- uh, Houston has more favorable matchups after this. Yeah. Yeah. I think after this, their defenses aren't as tough. I think they're more likely to put up good points. I, I, I think this is your vulnerable week. I, I I would tend to agree with that, and my other players too. Like it's it's the same deal. Yeah. Okay. All right. We picked that. Let's go to our third matchup between Couch Potato and Chalupa Batman. John, are you going to pick yourself? Uh, I am. Um, by point one points, <laughs> uh, which is exactly wow. what the spread is on the MFL site. I you know. Couch Potato played so well the first part of the season. New England defense was so dominant. He's just a scary opponent, and I could easily lose this one. I, I think it's it's going to be really close. And I I just, for good luck, I guess, I'm picking myself. All right. That's, that's perfectly acceptable. Matt, who you got? I think I got Couch Potato on this one. Ooh. Okay. Any any reasoning behind that? You just feel like Couch Potato is a better team. They are very close. They're 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 very very close. Um, matchups are similar. I don't know. I just don't trust Mitchell Trubisky at all. And quarterback is so is so big in our league. I and he's been either. doing well the past couple weeks, but I don't expect that to continue in an hour and a half. I don't think he'll throw a pick against this vaunted Cowboys defense that can't get a turnover to save its life. <laughs> yeah, that is one thing that I have going against me is that Trubisky and Allen Robinson, both of Chicago, play tonight. Mm-hmm. Thursday night Thursday night games are very unique in that sometimes they're just blow blowouts, or sometimes nobody scores, or sometimes they're you know everybody scores. Yeah, they're, they're weird. It's weird. So it could easily be a, a thirteen to ten game tonight, and nobody gets any points. Mm-hmm. I will. I will say this for the night's matchup, though. It's it is two teams coming off playing on Thursday as opposed to playing on Sunday. That's, that's true. That's yeah. true. That is, that is actually a big difference. Yeah, yeah it's it's a week. It's a week time difference. It's more of a standard work week for the players. So I, I think they'll get a little more prep time in. I think it'll it'll be a little more normal game tonight than we're used to seeing. I think you're right. Yeah, so that that could work in your advantage nicely. And and Robinson's and Trubisky's been playing better. I I I don't know why. I don't know if getting kind of semi benched and called out has made him a little more. I don't want to say motivated is the proper word, but maybe a little more uh, 
have that quarterback mentality, Cavalier. I just need to win this thing, and and uh, maybe he's. I think he's been a little too cautious in the past sometimes, but you know, just unsure of himself. All right, Kurt, who do you have in this matchup? Yeah, that's a tough one, and uh, I think that you've raised a bunch of good points. I agree with all of them. I think that Potato has ridden to its success on the backs of the New England Patriots defense. So who knows if they put up a really, really good positive week, then that gives Potato an edge. Uh, Historically Trubisky, easy to do against the Chiefs. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, in at at New England though, what's the weather report for that game? Yeah, that, that might there's be a big impact there. Yeah, there's all kinds of things at play. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, you know, he's been playing better the last game or two, but it's it's pretty much uh, hit or miss. I completely agree with that. That makes that a very volatile question mark. And uh, and then I think Barkley is, uh, you know, coming back on a bit. So that's a positive. So I think they're pretty much neck and neck, even after that analysis. And so uh, John's got the point one in his favor. I got to say that uh, – just due to the to the volatility, I got to give it to the couch potato. Oh, ooh, couch potato. All right. Well, it doesn't, I guess doesn't mean, I'm, doesn't mean I'm not rooting for the Batman. All right, I got you. All right, we we accept we're, that. We're not we're not rooting for anybody here except ourselves, of course. <laughs> okay. I, so. I, I do want to say that Eli is coming back this weekend, and he's Thank a check down machine. Oh, that's to true. Saquon. John just uh, stole so, my uh, reasoning for. I, okay, I was coming next. I'm picking the Batman, and that was my reason. <laughs> hey just torpedoed my big point i was going to make Sorry. that eli was going to check down to, to barkley like it was nobody's business we're going to see 15 receptions i'm picking batman john so we got a uh, split decision on that one the four five matchup we need to pick our four five matchup between the star riders and the horsemen who have All 150 right. point scoring differential star riders on a two-game losing streak horsemen's on a two-game winning streak john who you got i'm going star riders for sure Ooh, there we go the star riders pick of the moment Matt. Yeah, I, ironically, this is uh, the four and five seed, so in theory it should be the closest teams, but this, I think, is the easiest pick of all of them by a pretty significant margin, and I got Star Riders. Okay. Curtis. Couldn't agree picking? more. Star Riders. <laughs> I'm going to be contrary here and take, uh, I'll take Horseman. I, I think Horseman, when you look across the board, I think they've got some fairly favorable matchups. I think Dalvin Cook is going to go off against the Detroit Lions defense. You're not scared of him coming off mystery injury? Yeah, I, who knows what that means. I mean, he, it, they they were playing real well, and he got dinged and whatever. Yeah. You know, anything, you know, that can mean anything. They are in a team. They, they do need to win. They're trying to keep pace and make the playoffs, and it's tight in the NFC. And I, I think if he can go at all, he's going to play. I'm just going to take Horseman in this one. I don't know why. I like Star Riders, but a lot of his players, I think, I don't know. I'm just going to take Horseman. I think you're going Horseman because you built half that team. Well, that's partially <laughs> true, but I, I just feel like Horseman has a good shot this week. I think they've, I think, I, th- I think they have a, they've won a couple and Star Riders has lost a couple. I think his team's just on the rise and maybe improving. I, I think Horseman is a little hit or miss, whereas Star Riders is more consistent. Yep, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, that's probably correct. We're excited. Why are we excited? Because it's playoffs. I don't need. I don't need you guys' advice. I, I yeah, I'm, I'm not. So there's a little bit of nannyism in that. I get that. I wanted young players. Ugh. <laughs> 
Is it, is it this much of an effort every time? Really? Uh, yeah, I, I, I just get I just get so excited every year when we get to the playoffs just because I look at every, I mean, just look at everybody in there and I think, man, anybody can do it. And to me, that's what just makes the league great. And then let's start talking about the playoffs. <sighs> the so basically, he had a whole lot more information than the rest of us. <sighs> Hello, everyone. Glad to be here. He was listening to you. He's Just never not. said say hello. Talk yeah. about not wanting to play anybody on the schedule. I can arrange that. Oh, I don't, I don't believe that for a second. <sighs> wow, that sounded really scary, Kurt. Oh my God. No, I'm just, I'm, I, I, I'm listening. I understand. He didn't say that. Huh? Everybody thinks the scoring system is perfect, Curtis. I had no strategy. I'd never played Dynasty before, and we were picking Johnny Manziel. Ugh. I agree. That, that's bad. I, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not. We respect his opinion. He's on a podcast putting out information to help other people. That's how much he's changed. Hello. Yeah, we don't say hello. We're not recording anymore, right? And speaking of making it more like the NFL, the NFL can trade multiple years into the future of draft picks. <laughs> what? What? What happened? Rule zero to the maximum effect. Prove Stu- audio for next time and have a, a pretty heavy discussion into all manner of things if you want to about league formation. Hello. 